Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at Burrow.com slash ACAST. That's Burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Welcome to A View from the Bullens in partnership with the Fitzrovia Bell London, our official away day pub for all Evertonians. And sponsored by flatback4.co.uk, clothing inspired by the beautiful game. And fanscapes.co.uk, made by fans for fans. Hello and welcome to another podcast with me, Mick Kemp, Lee McLean, Carl McKenna, Michael Ball and Ben Wynn Stanley. Big thank you to all of you that bought tickets to our evening with Michael Ball and Ian Snowden on July the 30th. We were absolutely overwhelmed with the support. We, the tickets went on sale at 9am and we were sold out by 10pm that evening. So a massive thank you for getting involved uh, and let's hope we can raise a really good amount of money for Everton in the community. So yeah, massive thanks and thanks again. Guys, Everton won, Southampton nil. Bawley, what were your thoughts on the game? Um, yeah, obviously pleased with the win. Um, it's a must-needed win at home. Um with our past performances. And I thought we started pretty brightly. I was pretty surprised with the lineup, but pretty happy with how we performed. With the, you know, probably until the offside goal. Um, I thought we played well. We were on the front foot. Um, every time we got the ball, we looked you know, pretty dangerous. And it looked like it was going to be an easy game for us. And you know, Southampton are going to roll down and we'll have a comfortable win. But as the game went on, you know, Dyke creaked in and you know, they're going in at half time thinking, you know, they're still in the game, you know, and we look dangerous on set pieces and you're thinking we need to sort of play for set pieces a bit more here because that caused causing Southampton a lot of problems. But um second half it was it was a difficult watch. Um and you're just thinking a bit of quality from Southampton. They could have hurt us and you know, Pickford at the end made a you know a, a great save to, to to keep us all three points. Um to the end of the day, really obviously really happy with the three points and we can, you know, kick on our season now and that, that worry and doubt but the, the home form does need to improve um, you know it's Burnley we beat 1-0 Southampton they 1-0 and the rest we've lost um, so that's that needs to improve hopefully now the lads have got a bit of confidence that they've got another monkey off the back and they've got three points at Goodison 
and you can get back to Finch Farm and figure out, you know, how to impress a bit more at home. You know, mm. I do feel like today, I think they probably missed the fans a bit today. Obviously, great result against Liverpool and a great early start. And then the, you know, the place would have been bouncing and the boys would have been oozing with confidence to, to get the second and third goal. And it would have been an easy game for us. But you know, it's, it's not to be at this moment in time what's going on. And as the game was going on, I think the players just had that bit of doubt and a bit of, a bit of sort of, here we go again. And he didn't want to make a mistake. He didn't want to give that sort of dangerous ball. They were, play, they were playing it too safe and giving Southampton that that edge that they could get something out of that game. Um, so the, the second half did drag. But I'm just glad it's over and we got the three points. Mm. Carl, I'm going to come to you. You've been very, very vocal with Everton regarding slow starts. And on this occasion, we started really well. You know, nine minutes in, Richarlison scores. Are you, were you a bit frustrated that we didn't go and, and kick on and really kill the game? Yeah, massively, Mick. I, I felt like, you know, that was the start that I've been talking about since we, we, we joined up on the pod, to be honest. Um, so I was expecting us to, to go and give them a good beating there, but it wasn't to be, was it? Unfortunately, I think we just sort of sat back and, you know... <sighs> Sort of took our foot off the gas once that offside goal went in, like Bowley said. Then we, we sort of retreated again. And I don't know, the first half for me after that, that first goal was a, was a bit weird. It looked like we were trying to, you know, bring them on to us a bit. I felt like we were trying to like, let them come back on to us if, come on, chase the game and we'll, we'll cut you open, so to say. I um, don't know whether anyone else felt like that way, but I certainly did. I felt like we were keeping all the ball for too long and we were sort of waiting for them to, to, to press on to us. And, they were sort of sitting in, even though they were 1-0 down. And we just looked a bit like we didn't really know what to do, if that made sense. A bit a bit like we have been at home. You know, we scored a great goal early. But before that, I, I don't think we played that well anyway, to be fair, Mick. I, I don't think we were, we were brilliant in the first nine minutes. I thought we were OK. The goal come from a, practically a long ball. And great touch by Sigson and, and, you know, a great finish by Richardson. But, you know, that that's, that's by the by now. We, we've won the game and... You know, it's three points in the bag, but I would like to have seen us, you know, do what I've been telling us to do all season, really. And at home, we, we need to come up the blocks a bit a bit quicker. And, you know, it, as, that got, as the fans got something to do with that, I'm not too sure um, on that one. But I think, you know, moving forward, if the fans are on the ground, we've got to put a bit, bit more of a, a show on for, for, the, for the fans because we're going to end up getting to this position again where... We're 1-0 up at home and, you know, we sort of went back to the old the old last couple of home games where we were struggling to break the team down. And, you know, are we going to be faced with them teams who know how to counteract us now and, you know, sit in and let let, let us break them down? Because I didn't feel like today we, we, we were even at it in, in parts of the game again where it was, it was so sluggish. And as I say, the game went on for ages. I felt like anyway, it was going on for ages. Uh, I just would have liked to see in a different different outlook into the game and you know maybe turned a bit of style on for us and you know after the big win against Liverpool I'd like to think that maybe when he gets a bit more personnel in and gets different players in and we introduce a lot of pace into the team we're definitely lacking that I think we might see that um, from foot uh, Everton Football Club at home and obviously with the fans being back in the ground and everyone geared up like they would have been today I think maybe in the future I think we can see a promising uh, front foot Everton, but at the moment, Mick, I still 
still touching on it a little bit because you know we should have really put them to bed there 1-0 after 9 minutes and the game finished 1-0 and we were hanging on near the end mm. only for a world class save we've won the game mm. um, so I would like to see a little bit more but yeah it was definitely better today in at times mm. Lee is it fair to say that the result was more important than the performance tonight yeah all about the result tonight for me Mick. Uh, I think obviously the less said about the performance the better it wasn't, it wasn't great uh, I think like the lads have touched upon there I think once we, we go a goal up we're all thinking come on let's kick on from here it didn't quite happen and I think a little bit of doubt and recent home form probably crept into the minds of the players that was quite evident but I was just relieved to see the final whistle there. There was only one probably quality moment throughout the, the 96, 98 minutes and that was the, the goal from the Charleston. And I think picking up on what Paul he said, I, I do agree that we probably missed the fans there. I think coming off the back of a derby win, place would have been bouncing anyway. And then, like Paul he said, again, an early goal. I just think the crowd would have been up, it would have been loud and I think we, we, we probably could have kicked on. And don't forget, I think a lot of the time we're overlooking this point. You know, this no fans situation. You look, you, you look at the, the away form, and you know the fact that apart from Man City, teams are struggling to put a, any sort of home run together. This is unprecedented. You know, and and you know football for you know over a hundred years. You know, the, the players have, have have fed off energy from from the from the terraces and momentum and you know, previous results and things like that. And, and none of that is coming into play at the minute. So maybe we just start need, we need to start factoring that in a little bit more, you know, when we're looking at performances like tonight. But uh, yeah, like you say, Mick, it's it's important that we backed up that Derby win. And we have, you know, we've now give our chance, ourselves, sorry, a chance going into Thursday to, uh, to get another three points. And then we play before West Ham, Chelsea, Liverpool. We can, we can go into the top four on Thursday. So it's a huge chance, but we wouldn't have been able to do that had we not got the result tonight. So it wasn't pretty, but we've got the three points. That's the main thing. Mm. Ben, it's it's great to see your mate, the Pigeon, back against the goals again. That's three on the trot now. Oh, brilliant. What a great finish that was again. Uh, took it round the keeper of ease. That, that was the older Charleston of last year and the years before. And He's been doing it regularly now. It's like the older Charleston's back. When he gets a chance, he scores. Um, I've said on previous... Exactly. <laughs> I've said on previous podcasts, he, I love him up front. I much prefer him up front than on the obviously on the left wing because he, he is a goal scorer and when he gets his chance, he will score. Um, as we've seen tonight, one chance, bang, one nil. Um, for me, Everton age been over ten years tonight. It's uh, Martin Atkinson finding minutes in his back pocket again. Um, yeah. But again, like like Lee said, there it's a solid three points and. Massive credit's got to go to our defence, really. Um, I'm trying to pick up some positives. I think like we did nullify um, Southampton there, who Che Adams and Danny Ings are capable of obviously causing problems, which we've seen at St Mary's earlier on in the year. They, they ripped us apart away from home. Um, I felt we were solid as a unit. Uh, and obviously that massive save by Jordan Pickford at the end, um, which and gave us the three points, which we needed desperately. This, this week for Everton is a massive, massive week. Um, a great, great start there with three points. Um, we've got Thursday against West Brom and then Chelsea away. And if you can pick seven points up from these three games, we're, we're, we're pushing back in the mix again. Um, we're back in the mix of that top six, top four, if you'd like to push it that far. So 
it was an absolutely it was vital that we got them three points tonight. Um, it was nice to see Alan back. Um, I thought he's a bit rusty at first, but big shout out to his football boots. I'm an absolute over them. The old Adidas Preds, um, <laughs> glorious. But um, no, it's good to see that the squad coming back, and it was just a shame to see the likes of uh, James Rodriguez, Davis, and Coleman not in the squad. But if if they are is for the, the squad rotation, and we get another three points on Thursday when them guys come in, then it's it, it, it's clearly worked. So you've got to look at earlier seasons. Southampton were were getting back to be top four spoilers. Um, they've had a few injuries like ourselves with the goalie and a few others, but. You've, you've got to beat what's in front of you. And I think we we did a professional job. Was it pretty? No. Was it an Italian defensive masterclass by Ancelotti? Absolutely. Great three points by the lads. And just a quick one before I hand you back to me. Just rest in peace, little Alfie Humphreys, the little lad that sadly passed away. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Four yeah, yeah. to River's family. Yeah. Um, 100%. associated with him. Um, God well, knows bro. what they're going through. But yeah, rest in peace, little man. Yeah, well said, Ben. Well, yeah, good nice show, Yeah, well in. Bully, just going back to the game. In the previous podcast, we were a bit concerned about the, the leaky defence. I mean, we conceded three at Old Trafford, four against Spurs in the FA Cup, two against Fulham, three against Man City. But back-to-back league games now in clean sheets, that must kind of breed confidence back into the into into Pickford just as well as the back four. Yeah, I think it showed with Jordan with his... I think his all-round game, the last two games, he's looked back to his best again. He was kicking, he's been spot on. He's he's, he's finding his, his long-range pass as well. And obviously, his, his last-minute save again um, has kept us in it. But it's like a reset button. You know, you do go through difficult times as defenders. And, you know, you always want to try keep a clean sheet. And it is difficult at times. And when you start leaking goals in, you've got to find a solution. And it's got to give credit to all of them. You know the, the the whole back five and, and Carlo and the coaching staff that they've they've reset, they've figured out where they've gone wrong, where they've been sort of exposed in certain areas and and at set pieces, and they've they found a solution. So that's going to give them confidence. You know, obviously the Liverpool game would be a massive confidence booster against you know former players that can hurt any team in the world, and they kept them out. Um, and today they've done the job. You know the. They stopped Southampton really hurting us and getting behind us in the final third. And that gives an opportunity for the, the midfield and the strikers to go and win the game for us. So you know, they've done the job. The lads would be happy with the clean sheet. And it's, you know, you've got to give them massive credit for that. That's what they're there for. You know, you like to see your fullbacks getting forward and getting involved in the play. But hopefully that will come when we start, you know, playing more on the front foot and we're, you know, we're scoring one or two goals early on and we can we can sort of get into a rhythm of games, a rhythm of a rhythm of play of football the way we'd like to see. But at this moment in time, it's just about putting three points on the board. You put your three points on, you can go always sit back and, and look at where you can improve in your in your all round play, really, from the manager and and the players. Um you know, Carlo will just want the three points. The players will want the three points and then you can sit back and moan where we can improve on. That's a good position to be in. Than drawing, drawing today or losing today, and then you've got a bigger problem of where's the problem? Is it up front, midfield, or defence? So, the, credit to the defenders, they've done their job. Jordan did his job, and it's an opportunity for the other players to go on and win the game, which they've done that today. And you know, as we the lads have said, it wasn't pretty, but job's done. Carl, he, he, Gilfie Sigurdsson, he become he comes under a lot of criticism and a lot of scrutiny at times, but a big goal at Anfield last week uh, and, a, and a big assist today, which is ultimately gone on to win as the game. It is important to have someone like him when someone like James isn't fit, isn't it? 
Yeah, weird you should say that, Mick. I was thinking about that as the game was, was unfolding, you know, and obviously I was thinking... When you're watching Sigurdsson lately, he, he doesn't half put the miles in as well. I've, I've never seen him run that much for Everton, to be honest, since Carlo took over. He's he, he's putting like he's spitting his head down, he's sprinting back into position, he's chasing players who are well faster than him, let me add. But you know, he's 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 chasing after them, he's he's trying to make himself big in there and he's he's been yeah, he's going through games where, you know, he's coming up with magic, isn't he? And you know, we had a, there was a free kick outside the box and in them areas, you, you do you do want the likes of Sigurdsson on the ball. I mean, I feel quite confident in any free kicks out 20, 25 yards in their positions he had today. Bear in mind, it hit the wall. He has got a lot of ability from dead balls. He has got a lot of ability. And um, I think if if you play to his strengths, Sigurdsson's, which he never really used to be about running around and getting involved, but he seems to have brought that to his game. But if, if we can get the ball up, where he can get in the final third, he's as good as anyone at finding them passes. You know, honestly, he, he really is, and he's done he's done it plenty of time for us in the past. Maybe not so consistently as much we'd want him to. You know, that's the reason why some players were like, was he was he worth you know the big fee we paid for him? But I'm not too sure what his stats are since he's been in Everton, but I bet they're high. I can imagine they're pretty high. Mm-hmm. Um, I I feel like. We probably should tie him down um, for a couple of cu- couple of seasons again. I mean, it, it sounds a bit like because he's, he's set the goal up and scored the got pen at Anfield last week that you know everyone's made up with Sigurdsson again. But I don't know. I watched him today and I've been watching him when he has played from the start, and he, he really is. He's really wearing the shirts for Everton, and he's whatever's happened with him and Carlo, and he's been given the armband, and you know he's, he really is pulling the socks up, and he. He's trying to give what what he can for the you know what is he now thirty one is he Mick? Yeah, thirty one. Yeah, thirty one. You know, playing centre mid, he's never been blessed with pace anyway. You know, he's really pulled the socks up, and I think when you see him running around, I think other players think you know well, where we go. Do you know what I mean? Like it, it breeds confidence into other players to think well if he's running where he never used to, then I, I'm definitely going to be running. And you know when he's next to the core and uh, Alan when he gets a a little bit fitter. They don't stop running. So if if you're not if you're not going to run and they're in midfield, you you're going to get rawed. Um, you can see Alan today. He was he was pointing at everybody, putting people in position. I'm not too sure. Can he speak any English? <laughs> <laughs> he was definitely shouting, shouting at all the players, and they were taking notes. And you know, it's 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 great that that midfield. You know, you you've got Tom Davis to come back in. He's another one who's been run pulling the socks up and running around and, you know, making himself busy and, and really being proactive in the game. And Sigurdsson's doing it for me as well. And, and it's great to see because they're all challenging to play, aren't they? I mean, if you look at Gomez today, when he came off, he looked mortified. He didn't look like he wanted to come off. And, you know, it's good to see because that, that shows you that all the players know that every position is up for grabs. If you're not playing well, you, you're probably not going to start. So, yeah, he's definitely felt the benefit, mate, of us buying um, extra midfielders because he, he's definitely been playing a lot better than, than he has done in previous seasons. Mm. Lee, I just want to stay with Gilfie Sigurdsson for a moment. He's, I read a stat earlier. He's been directly involved well, in, in the goals that he scored for Everton this season. It's won us eight mm-hmm. points. Does that, does that show the importance of him to the squad, do you think? Yeah, I've said it before, Mick. He's, he's got undoubted ability and quality and he's all, he'll always come up with a moment like he did tonight. Um, 
or, or a, you know, a penalty. He's, you know, un- usually very reliable from the spot. Free kicks obviously goes without saying. That's what he's known for. Um, I think the criticism of Guilty Sigurdsson in the past is what he does when he's not doing those things. So, you know, the the bits in between. And he's off. He's often been found wanting. Um, correct me if I'm wrong. Did he? Did he have his first child recently? And yes, uh, yes. Or, or, or believe she got yeah, pregnant for the first time. It's like one or the other. And, one and, or the other. and I remember us point, uh, pointing out, you know, just after that, and his performances seem to have lifted since then. So maybe I don't know if he's a little bit happier uh, off the pitch and feeling a bit, little bit more settled. But he, he he strikes a more contented figure when I look at him on the pitch than he has done. Um, in previous seasons, and it, and I can't help but thinking that his his quality has probably shone through because he's maybe got less pressure on him. You know, you've you've got Hamez in there now. You've got Alan Decore. The the options and the personnel in the midfield this season for Everton are much better than what he's been playing alongside in previous seasons, where maybe the pressure's been on on him to deliver. And if he doesn't deliver, Everton invariably haven't delivered. Um, so. Yeah, stats-wise and productivity-wise, he's he's been right up there this season, he's, and he's proven his worth. You know, we I think a lot of Evertonians were, were writing him off, me me included, um, and thinking, you know, we need better, we need a little bit more pace in there. But obviously, that's not his game. Car was right in saying that he's never really been blessed with that much pace. But you know, his strengths lie in other areas, and we've got other players who who, who are quick and who, who can get around the pitch. You give give us a give. Circus in the the ball in the in the right area, and he's going to deliver for you like he did tonight. That was that was a lovely pass, you know, right into mm. Richarlison's strides, and obviously he does the rest. Um, you know, so I think I still do do think it's an area that Ancelotti and and the team will want to look at in the in preseason if we really do want to kick on and challenge for ultimately you know winning the league and stuff like that, which seems a way away yet. But for now. Can't argue with what he's doing, uh, and I'm not going to come on and criticise Sigurdsson because he, he was top man again today. Mm. Ben, as good as the defence have been recently, especially over the last two games, two clean sheets. Going forward, th- there wasn't much creativity in tonight's game. Is is that a bit of a concern? Again, a home game not creating too much. Um, I think we all said it in our WhatsApp group before the game. You could see on the starting line after that that team lacked width. Um, mm. I still feel like we're, we're screaming out for a quick winger um, to obviously break teams down and get around the back of them but you, you could see what the game plan was today try and pass through them keep it quite narrow direct um, and obviously Gomez and Decore in essence being like your left and right wingers when they've got the ball so it it was hard one. We started the game like a house on fire, um, like Carl touched on earlier. I thought first fifteen minutes, well, so here we go. Is is this going to be the game where we put someone to the sword from the get go? Got a goal, um, and we were continuing to kick on. Um, chances were coming from set pieces, and when we scored that that second goal, when it got disallowed, I, I feel like something. I think did that give Southampton a kick up the arse, saying, "Come on, let's get this together." With still only one 0 now. I feel like it did, to be honest. Um, I feel like they came right back into the game, started passing around um, and creating some really good chances. But again, we were solid. Um, and for me, it's all about the three points. But it it was a concern. But you, you look at some of the stats there. Uh, Sigurdsson, four chances he created today. Uh, more than everyone else on the pitch combined. So, as the lads have just touched on there, it just shows that it, he is a strange little player, isn't he? He, he gets around and, he, and he's scoring and he's creating chances for the, obviously Richarlison today. So, 
Look, he, he's been a bit of a scapegoat to Sigurdsson recently um, and in past seasons gone by, but I feel like he's, he's performing well. If he continues to create chances, then he, he needs to be in the team. And obviously, but like we said previously, him and James can't be in the same team together. They're very similar, aren't they? They both try and create and they like being in that free role, number 10. But look, we need to, we need to start scoring more. It's... We need to start putting teams to bed like Southampton today because it's we can't be going on on a one nil and them. We all probably thought Fraser Forster was going to bury one in the ninety fifth minute. There. <laughs> um, I know I certainly did. But, and over there, yeah, yeah. So Everton can properly Everton it, but we we still now got the three points. But yeah, we need to start getting the two three goal advantage and just re- that's when we can really start get hold of the ball, not trying to force things. Teams are then have to come at us a bit more. I think that early goal helped us massively today because it eased a lot of pressure. Um, obviously, mm. against Fulham, Newcastle, them types of games, West Ham, two banks of four, we couldn't break them down. But getting that early goal, Southampton had to come at us. Um, I would have liked to have seen uh, more chances created. But look, I'll take a scrappy 1-0 all for the rest of every game for this season, as long as it gets us to where we want to be uh, in Europe. Um, I know it might not be pleasant for the fans, but I'm all about the points. I'm all about the league table. Get the three points, get under our belt and kick on to the next game. Like I said, let's focus on Thursday now. Some big players coming back, as in Davis, James, Rodriguez. They're the types of players that can obviously produce that um, world-class moment in Rodriguez for the assists or goals. So I'm hoping to see him back into the team Thursday. Fresh legs. Look, it's good to see that we've got depth, a bit of depth at the moment. Um, it, we can change things around, leave players like James Rodriguez out and still get home on three points. It's it's refreshing to see where you look probably last year, uh, the year before with Silver, we had, we had no depth. It, there was no one coming in. We actually had the bare 11. Carlo's building the squad, he's building his tactics and he can change it. I think that's his fifth or sixth rotation of uh, formation today. Uh, being like a 4-4-2 diamond, which we haven't seen before, I don't think this year. So it's good to see. But he's still not. He's still trying to work out the players. Still trying to work out his best formation. But look, I'm an Everton fan. Three points on the board is better than seeing attractive football and getting beef for me. So take the three points and move on to Thursday. Yeah, mm. Bowley. Before we just move on to, to Thursday's games against West Brom, I just want to speak about Jordan Pickford. He had, he had a really good game at, uh, away at Liverpool last week. And it was really good to see him back it up again tonight, especially towards the end with that big, big save to, to seal the three points for us. Yeah, really important. Um, and that's why we brought him to the football club. Um, you'd obviously need a top goalkeeper. And to be honest, you'd like him to be a lot quieter. That means we're, we're dictating the play. We're on top of the game and we're, we're going to get three points. But every team, um, even Man City and the successful teams in the past, you need a steady keeper behind you. And Jordan, again, Liverpool and today, you know, he showed that when, when called upon, you can keep us into the game. You know, teams in the Premier League will create chances and will cause your problems. So you need a keeper to be on form and be on his toes. And he showed his concentrations back. I think in the past, that's probably been his sort of, he's been a bit guilty of either being too involved in the game and his, his mind's been off it a little bit and he's made rash decisions and, He's panicked at times, but he looks assured. You know, I mentioned earlier on, even you know when the ball's getting passed back to him, he's not sort of his timing's right again. Uh, he's taking a touch. He's he's looking for his teammates, and he's pinging 20, 30 yard balls, and they're difficult passes. You know, they're not sky high ones. Mm-hmm. He's trying to 
uh, ping a 35-yard ball and he's he's succeeding, which is great to see. But at the end of the day, you want him to save, save shots or be, be called upon and stop the ball going in the net. And he did that today. So hopefully that's back-to-back now from Jordan, of the, of the old Jordan where we brought to the football club, the, the performance he, he, he's showing. So that's great for him. And hopefully he can kick on and, and start showing that and showing why he's England number one. Carl, again, just before we move to, to the West Brom game uh, on Thursday, with 43 points now, it's Everton's highest point tally after 25 games in, in the Premier League season since 2013 and the 14 season. It, it just shows what a job Carlo Ancelotti's doing at Everton right now, isn't it? No, it's, it's golden, I'd say. And Mickey, like we've touched on it many times before, best sign in the 40 years, isn't he? You know, he's, he's bringing a different mentality to hold the club from top to bottom. Um, and, and like the lads have said there, you know, it was just another scrappy Italian win today, wasn't it? You know, the defence were dogged. 1-0 win. You know, not good for us fans, like on the aisle for palpitations. <laughs> but, you know, I'm sure I'm sure Carlo, man of his experience, he's been through that plenty of times. And he's always, he knows exactly how to see games out. And, you know, what... I I do talk up touch on about us playing more expansive football. I get that, but I think underneath Carlo Ancelotti, we're going to find the DNA that probably isn't going to be like that. All the top clubs in in Europe, in the world, they all play with that freedom of football, and I think every club looks at that and thinks that's that's the way football should be played now. But if you look at Ancelotti, he he has got a different way of playing the game, and he's a tactician genius. So sometimes we probably are going to have games like we've got today, but. You know, look at look at that league. Look at the points that you just mentioned there, Mick. Look how long it's been since we've had them type of points. Far too long, in my opinion. Um, so whatever Carlo's doing and the team, and whatever this Everton Football Club have got for him planned in the summer, they need they need to back him. And whatever whatever he says, us as fans just have to ride have to ride this wave. And you know, I will always come on here and say that we, we if we do play. Like expansive football, I'll be so happy to see that in in our game as well. When he gets his players in, he gets a bit bit more pace out wide. I think that's what we're lacking a little bit out there. I think we might see completely different another formation. Like Ben said, I don't think that was the sixth time he's tinkered with it or or whatever he's done. You know, if he gets pacey players in there, who we can rely on. You know, you could probably say that could be seven or eight different different formations, different personnel, and different places. You know, he's going to have the opposition thinking all the time and. It's just an amazing time to be an Evertonian, um, and I'm so happy that we, we've managed to tie this this guy down. And you know, it, it's it's becoming an emotional season already after after so much we've been through with with all the pandemic and stuff like that. And you know, having having won that game last week, I just feel like you know, it is this our season. What 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 was going to come next? You know, no fans in the ground. Everyone's a bit like at Everton gonna finally break into to this project and early than anticipated and is is Carlo gonna be even more excited than us and be like, look, you know, Champions League is, is, is right there for us and maybe if it's not this season then it, we'll certainly be competing next year because you can just see in, in the way he's setting the team up and the points tally like you said there on, on the board on the board shows that no matter what he sets up in his team performances or his team structure, he's gaining results out. And at the end of the day, it's a results business. When you're winning, you're winning and you just move on. So, yeah, up the Carlo Blues. <laughs> <laughs> 
Lee, looking ahead now to, to Thursday, we travel to the Hawthorns to play West Brom. They're, they're coming off the back of a 1-0 win against Brighton, by a, a controversial one. And, but they sit in 19th, Lee. They've only won three all season and they have a, a goal difference of minus 35, which is the worst in the league. With Everton only being two points now behind West Ham in fourth and a game in hand, it's most oh, winners. Absolutely. Um, you know, and they're managed by that other, you know, Gravy, whatever his name is. Um, <laughs> you know, I want to say the, the, the second part of his nickname, in case there's any kids watching. But um, yeah, I mean, it gives me nightmares thinking of him managing our club. It's just a, an absolute stain on our history. Uh, I just want to add that in there. Uh, and the way he's conducted himself <laughs> afterwards, I think that's enough um, motivation for us to go there and get a result. But yeah, as you say, they're, they're a poor side, Mick. There's no getting away from it. Um, it's a massive opportunity for us to go and get another three points. Um, I think he'll, you know, by the sounds of his pre-match interview today, it sounds like Hamez will, will come back in. I think Davis will come back in. Um, perhaps withdraw. draw either Gomez or Alan, uh, depending on how Alan recovers after a long layoff, after, you know, playing 90 minutes there. Um, going back to what Borley said, uh, you know, a few podcasts ago, I'd be reluctant to change the defence too much because, you know, you've, you've got to listen to Borley's point of view as an ex-player there. And I think it's important to have that on-field chemistry and, you know, familiarity, especially with your back four or back five, including your goalkeeper. So, you know, I'd like to see Maybe things getting freshened up, but you know, excluding that back back four and and keep things tight because you've got to keep it at nil if you want to ultimately have a chance to win the football match. So if we do that, you'd like to think, you know, you've just mentioned there minus thirty five. You know, we're going to get a chance or two, and we've got the quality on the pitch to put it put one or two away. So it's got to be a game that we're absolutely looking to win. Um, interesting to see how we approaches it on Thursday. Um, but either way, I just want to be sat here, you know, on Thursday night with the same. Well, hopefully not as nerve wracking as that was. Um, you know, you know, perhaps we'll get a, a bit more of a, a more comfortable win. Certainly hope so. But uh, no excuses. It's a, it's a game. If we want to finish top four, because it's back on. You know, we we said didn't we? we you know, week, weeks ago we said it, it's gone. We were all quite after a couple of those negative results. Oh, well, we, we've blew, we've blown it. Top four's gone. I think uh, given our uplifting in results in, in recent weeks and then the results that have gone for us in other games as well we found ourselves absolutely right back in the mix so you know we could be four come Thursday night and, and then and then if you look at our remaining fixtures you know so I think the commentator mentioned earlier on that we've uh, we've not got anyone at home who are above us in the in the table currently they're all, all teams below us so yeah. it might yeah, it might correct. come down to that you know, so someone's got to go on a run and, and grab this season by the scruff of the neck. We're still in the FA Cup, so let's hope it's Everton. But yeah, as for Thursday, again, we've got to be looking to win and hopefully a bit more comfortably. Ben touched upon before about the goal difference. I think we're at least eight goals worse off than any other side above us in terms of goal difference. Yeah, we yeah we have only plus five. So you know that's yeah. something that although the results are the most important thing. You know, we do need to start beating teams a little bit more comfortably, you know, every now and again. And, and you know, those two or three nil wins, they just don't seem to be happening in the in this, you know, last part of the season. So let's hope Thursday that changes, eh? Mm. Ben, you'd imagine that West Brom, especially under Sam Allardyce, I know he's not been able to stem the flow of goals going in, but 
you'd imagine they're probably going to sit in and we're going to have more of the ball. Oh, yeah. You can obviously see from the stats against Brighton, um, Nick and I win the 1-0. I think Brighton had 71% possession or something insane. And mm. West Brom had 29% at home. And obviously, we know how big Sam plays. It's the, the banks of four, isn't it? Probably the one guard in the banks of four. So, it's made off a back five. Then you've got your probably one striker on his own looking for like sniffs of goal off a set piece. But we are going to have the ball. Um, but these are the teams that we sometimes find it hard to break down, especially recently at home. Mm. Um, so I'm hoping we can have uh, these creative plays and obviously break West Brom down. And we, we've got them there. We've got goal scorers. We, I, I, I do think we should be scoring a lot more than we currently are. You, you've got Dominic Calvert-Lewin and Richarlison there, who probably one of the two best attackers in the Premier League, it goes far as saying, for finishing-wise, Calvert-Lewin's like, obviously like Nzaghi at the moment, just every one touch, but he's not getting a bit of a sniff at the moment, so we need to get them chances, we need to get them balls in the box, really test that West Brom defence. Um, if we get a goal, we'll get two or three, I'm, I'm quite comfortable, I'm, I'm quite sure to say, if we get one, we'll get two or three in that game, and we've seen at the West Brom at Goodison, they just literally all out attack down the wings, and we scored five at home, um, so they are they are there for the taking West Brom, and maybe we, this could be the game where we make a real statement for those around us, Um we're wanting this big performance to say, look, we're in the mix here. We want to be taken seriously. Um, maybe if we can put these to bed, 3 or 4 nil, send a real message out to the remaining opponents and teams around us saying, oh, Everton are really in this. They mean business. And I feel like no one is getting a grip of this league. Forget Man City, because they're a different class, aren't they? But the... After that, you've got a lot of teams there not wanting to really get a grip and go on a run. It's, like we said before, it's a very strange season. But it, I'm hoping that the likes of Pickford, Richarlison, they're all finding the form at the right time. We, we've said for a few podcasts before Christmas, but what is up with Richarlison? What's he up to? He doesn't really seem interested. I feel like he's he's changed. I don't know what's happened. Probably scoring the past few few weeks, but he seems like a different player. He seems like the old player. And he's a player in form. He just gets that goal and he'll kick on, which I'm made up for him because we all love Richarlison as Evertonians. He, he he plays for the share. But and it wasn't nice to see him. His body language wasn't good, but I feel like now he, he's really turned the corner and he's hitting form at the right time to really push us on in, in this league. And look, if we can get Tom Foot top four, that is an absolutely outstanding achievement by us as a football club and Ancelotti. Um it's it's there, lads. It really is there. If we want to go, go for it, like Lee said, the home games, teams are, the, are below us. So we can improve our home form, continue our way form. It's there for us. And it's so frustrating because I just want to say to the lads, look, it's there. Take take your chance because it, it might not come around as, as, as much as it has this year. So... Look, if we can get the top four, top six, it really changes our summer plans and budget and kicks kicks us on from there. So it's a massive, massive game, Mick, and it's a must-win for me. We've got to get three points on this game on Thursday for me. Mm. Bawley, just looking at the league table with us, only two points away from top four, which is West Ham with a game in hand. You just feel if we can beat West Brom, we then go into the Monday night game against Chelsea on the back of three wins uh, and really in the hunt. Yeah, of course. I think like what the lads have said, you know, we've we've got back to back wins now and hopefully that will kick start us. The Charleston's in form, Pickford's in form. And 
it's a massive opportunity. Yeah, we know it's a difficult and strange season, but you know, stop talking about it. Just just get together as a group of lads and go. Look, come on, let's kick. Let's let's finish the season as strong as we can. You know, we you know we know we've had our ups and downs this season, and yeah, the home form and the away the home form needs to obviously improve. But you know, we're playing you know, away to you know Big Sam. We know exactly how he's going to be playing football. He'll be playing for set pieces. He'll be playing for the fine margins and and making it ugly and hoping for an opportunity and. You know, knowing knowing Sam, he'd be he would have been analysing this game and many of Everton games with this one coming up and and trying to hurt us. So we've got to be up for the fight, and it's not just a West Brom game; it's every game from now to the end of the season. So put that desire that we showed against the Liverpool game and the the strength again today of just keeping it together, you know, keeping it tight and hoping your match winners go out and win the game. And we have got we have got chances and opportunities to to go and kill games off, but we haven't been taking them. You know, DCL's had a great start of the season and you know, teams not maybe found them out, but obviously more aware of them now. So the other lads need to step up, which Allison has now the last three games and who from midfield can start getting those goals and uh, fingers crossed. And I am confident that we'll hopefully snow roll West Brom and, you know, score three or four goals. And the lads of them believe them in themselves a bit more that they, when they, they get forward, there's three or four lads arriving in the box Sigerson, DCL, Richarlison, who can put the ball in the net. And you know, as soon as we get that over, I think that's going to be a massive difference for, for confidence of us dictating football games. You know, we know when teams sit back, we get slow and lethargic and we, we're waiting for that sort of one opportunity. Where we're not, we haven't got that sort of quality as the Man City could probably sit back and do that. You know, we've we've got to force the issue, play in behind them, make it difficult. And look how good we were in the set pieces today. You know, I know the offside goal and then Richarlison sort of, I think the commentator said he could have gone for the dive and header, but that was you know, two great balls from Sigerson. They'll hit any team. So, you know, we've, we've just got to concentrate on ourselves. Don't worry about anybody else. West Ham are having a great season. Moyes have turned them around. They've got into a bit of a run, but they've got difficult games coming up now. And, yeah. you know, we've just got to focus mm-hmm. on ourselves, you know, and... It's, it's all cliches, but Carlo's putting teams out to win a football game. He's not thinking two or three games ahead, and and that's what we want. You just want to be winning football games, and and hopefully the performances and the excitement come after. Um, and that's where we are right now. Carlo's got a you know a group of lads. He's getting the best out of them. You know we've had other managers in the past who, who haven't got these players to play this level. And um, yeah, but after consistency, we've got back to back wins now. So hopefully we can. Start getting a run of games, and who knows where we're going to be at the end of the season. But there's a, it's a massive opportunity for us, and I think Carlo will, will mm. understand that. The players will know that. Um, we've been guilty in the past of putting great performances in and thinking we're Real Madrid, Barcelona, and I don't put the effort in. Look, you know we can think that we can probably see the end of the season now. You know, we're, we're over that halfway mark, and we can see the end of the season. So the lads got something to focus on. And just put everything you've got in together as a squad. It's worked the last couple of games, and hopefully that'll. That will continue now to the end of the season. Okay, guys, we take the win, we move on. It's that time again. It's prediction time. West Brom away, six o'clock on Thursday kickoff. Lee will come to you first. Uh, I'm going to go. This is the game where it all comes together, and I'm going to go for a comfortable three <laughs> nil away win. <laughs> Carl, yeah, I'm going to second these comment there. Three nil. Two, three nils. Okay, Ben. Two nil, Everton. Two nil, Everton. Bully. 
They're struggling, scoring goals. So I'm going four-one to us. <laughs> <laughs> it's the day. It's the day. It's going to happen, lads. It is. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. PMA. I'm going to go two-nil Everton. Two-nil. Okay, guys. Thanks for listening. As always, we will be back Thursday evening with all the fallout and all the drama, and hopefully the three points after the trip to West Brom. In the meantime, stay safe, take care, and all the best. Thank you. Thanks for listening to A View from the Bullens in partnership with the Fitzrovia Bell London, the official away day pub for all Evertonians. And sponsored by flatback4.co.uk, clothing inspired by the beautiful game, and fanscapes.co.uk, made by fans for fans.